Breaking news right now. Social commentator joining us now is Atlerang Mulefe to discuss what's happened in social media in the last 72 hours. Happy Monday, Atli. How are you? Hi, Atlerang. I'm well, thanks. And how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. And uh, how's everything been? How was the weekend? Um, I had a very well-rested weekend. I didn't really do much, but it was a good one because I needed to rest. And how was yours? I need to rest, actually. <laughs> Last yeah. week was quite a busy week for me, so okay. I feel like I tried yesterday, but didn't really happen as much as I wanted to, so I'll catch up some more today on, on the resting part. No problem. I hope it does happen. Yes, and uh, good December, but some of us just want to chill. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Also with COVID, we really need to chill. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we talk, first of all, hashtag Jacob Zuma, the foundation uh, the Jacob Zuma Foundation has made an announcement of a book. Tell us more. Um, so they announced a, a book that is going to be published on the third or fourth week of the month. But they didn't. They, we just know the title that the president speaking, something along those lines. But um, the foundation said that they're not going to disclose what the book is basically going to be about. So we just all have to wait in anticipation for the book to be released before we can even know what it is about. Okay, there were rumors that it was in the works, right, in the past few years. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Do you think it's taken too long now that it's uh, being announced? It should have happened maybe uh, earlier? Um, I think when it comes to book, it actually does take long. And even if they can announce that it's going to be released maybe in 20, let's say 2021, maybe there are things that happen and then they would have to, you know, um, publish it at a later stage. So I think that now this month, Actually, it's going to be the month when they release the book. They have to because they've been stalling us and they've been saying that they're going to release the book. Yeah, there's a lot of teasing also, I mean, around this. First, it was when it's going to be released. Now, we don't know what actually it's about. They have given us a title, though. The title is The Words of a President, President, Jacob Zuma Speaks. What do you think will form part of this content of this book? Um, I think just a couple of things. I think one, it's, it has to speak about um, um, his transition from actually being a president to now being um, someone who was almost held to account for the things that he has done. And also, I think he's just going to try and, you know, paint himself as the president in terms of saying that this is how a president looks like and this is what they uh how he has fulfilled those requirements. So it's also also even going to maybe he's going to disclose everything about the ANC and what basically happened. So I think it's going to, to, to talk to speak from that position, the position of being a president. Yeah. Yeah. Well with the releases of books normally come, you know, the author or the person the person of topic in that book speaking about the book. Do you think he should do an interview uh, wherever he is serving his medical parole? He should. I think before you release a book, you definitely need to give people that bit of context, especially because his entire life and so many things are a controversy at the moment. I think that he needs to do that before he releases the book. Yeah, and I wonder who would be the best person to to interview him on that one. Do you have any views? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I can't think of anyone. Well, it's uh, quite an interesting one, then, uh, and they are saying that we need to keep our eyes on the foundation's page on social media to, uh, to get those uh, details in terms of when, and uh, yeah. it's, it's going to come out. Would you buy this book? Um, mm, I'm not. 
I'm not a fa- I it will depend actually. Yeah. It really will depend. And reaction, uh, his daughter Duduzile Zuma Sambula saying that he, she's thrilled about the upcoming release of his book. What else are the tweets saying? Um, everyone, I think with most people, um, the anticipation, it's, it, it, it's really there. Like everyone wants to hear because we're all assuming that it's about his side of the story, maybe. Uh, but most people don't really care much about it. Like people have been saying, like maybe what's the point of giving so-and-so person a position to speak? So I think it's two groups, but mostly everyone is waiting. Um, And the fact that they're not even telling us what the book is about, it means that they're not even giving us space to either criticize the book or either also celebrate and and wait even in more anticipation to find out what it really is about. Yeah. Hashtag Sean Kize is our next topic uh, today. So Higher Education Minister Bladen Zimande has launched a probe into this soccer boss's PhD scandal. She was celebrating after being honoured with a doctorate. But uh, Higher Education Minister Blaine Zimande is saying, let's be a little bit uh, vigilant. He's concerned. Why is he concerned? Um, he's concerned in terms of uh, the fact that he was, um, you know, honoured for that. At, and the institution also apparently is non-existent. It's not registered, but also... They want to find out on what basis does she qualify for that because it was under the philosophy um, contribution to um, traditional um, and, and music and stuff like that. So they just wanted to find out how credible that is and how credible the institution is because it's apparently not credible. Um, and even when you're honored for something, you need to have contributed so much to that particular space. And they think that she hasn't done much to um, actually qualify for that honorary um, doctorate that she got. Imagine after all the celebration with her family and her friends, now, you know, it's (laughs) kind of like egg on her face, isn't it? That's true. It is like that. It is. But even when it was happening, um, there was a controversy around it where everyone was basically asking what, like, what basis um, is she getting this um, honorary degree on because it's not just given to anyone. You Mm. need to have been someone has contributed a lot to the space for you to even qualify for it. So I think that now everyone was actually anticipating this to happen. So what happens now? I mean, this bogus institution, uh, allegedly, uh, the Good Shepherd College of Religion, Culture and Training, it's called. What uh, What's going to happen? Are they going to be shut down? Um, I think two things are going to happen. First one, they're going to be shut down and, and also... Um, that obviously means that even what she, the the honorary degree, honorary celebration or degree that she has is also going to be um, swept, swept away because um, you've got it from a not-so-credible institution. Um, and then also I think there's definitely needs to be, they need to be held to account because I'm sure she knows that the institution doesn't exist. Mm. I just really think that it's a matter of someone wanting to have that so they went through it in a different manner. So I do think that um, they are going to be held to account for that. And I mean, we, we're going, I mean, the year has ended. Uh, students are going to be applying for next year or getting into the new year, 2022 academic year. So there needs to be more investigations on this. Should it be on the responsibility of higher education or individuals themselves to make sure that uh, we don't just accept, uh, you know, different colleges as being credible when they're not. Mm. 
Um, I think now we have access to information. Um, a lot of people have access to information, and they know that at the beginning of the year, um, there are just a lot of you know backdoor universities, backdoor colleges, and, and things like that. So I think it's the responsibility of both. Um, government has an active role to play in terms of making sure that they provide that kind of information. But they usually say that to find out if the institution is legit or not, you have to SMS a specific number or call their number to find out if it is a registered institution. But it's also our responsibility as people to know. If it's not a maybe a public university, that because um, public universities, everyone knows about them. When you're applying to a private college, then it's important to find out if it was registered or not, if mm. it's registered or not, as opposed to just applying. Because I know in, at the beginning of the year, you're usually very excited and you just want to go to school. But I yeah. think it's also equally as important and to be responsible in that um, situation. Well, I mean, as much as this will be revoked, then in terms of Sean Kizé's uh, doctorate, uh, honorary doctorate, we do also note, I mean, she's done some work in, in developing the lives of people in rural communities. So her philanthropic work is something that we hope she continues, even with this sort of egg on her face after this. Yes, um, true. I definitely support that statement. I really do. Yeah. Hashtag Cyril Ramaphosa, then that's our third uh, update. Uh, the president uh, having uh, meetings and uh, also trying to look at stronger trade agreements with uh, West Africa, particularly Ghana. So uh, this involves Nigeria, Ghana, and Ivory Coast. What can you tell us here? Um, so the purpose of the trip is to basically form uh, bi- bilateral relations with those countries, but also more so I think the trip itself is to make sure that we do have strong ties with uh, West African countries. Um, and I, I can see that it was a successful trip based on that groove night that they had or groove afternoon that they had where they were dancing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I think that it's important, like by natural um, relations, are actually important looking at how um, those West African countries' economies are actually growing. And I also do think that, you know, socially, politically as well, the countries are doing so well in terms of, like, you know, political progression. And I think that now, because we have so much in common, um, the relations are actually quite important um, because it means a lot of things. If we have, like, social, political, or even economical relations with those countries, um, I think, one, they can even, you know, remove this visa requirement so that means that it allows easy access to both countries, and but also more so, I think it will then benefit the both countries. And I think also secondly, in terms of like um, you know pol- politics, I think South Africa, because it has a moral obligation to you know assist other African countries, this could also help in terms of like you know strengthening politics. So this could also help in terms of the re- the relations that they have mm. to make sure that there's also some, you know, mutual benefit in terms of, like, um, you know, laws, regulations, trade laws, and things like that. I think the relationship itself is just going to be successful, and um, both both countries, or even all of them, have more to gain um, than, um, yeah, than to lose.
Yes, and, and let's let the, the soccer side of things go. <laughs> We're not really getting along there, as, uh, Ghana and South Africa. I but know I mean, at the moment, is. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll both let that go. But that Ghana-South Africa Bi-National Commission is, is important for yes uh, the engagements we have no. uh, with with each other. Also, I mean, we talk of the African continental free trade area. So these engagements are, are very important. Mm, they really are important because with um, having taxes and um, having so many red tapes, it does uh, in you know affect um, the ability of these countries to freely trade. Because when they freely trade, it means that um, they don't have to spend a lot of money with like you know export tax and stuff like this. So that means that they're able to generate as much revenue for the economy. So hopefully, then the relation is going to provide that kind of space in the long run. Yes. Also, the president then is going to come back because he has a meeting that's due with the National Coronavirus Command Council, uh, which we were talking about as well as part of our poll question. What do you think are the main changes that should be made to our lockdown restrictions for this festive season? Um, I think for festive season, he should really do what he did um, last year. Um, I think that we need to uh, act now as opposed to waiting until the 24th of December or the 20th of December. Um, I think that if we act now, we stand a better chance of actually having an even better, maybe Christmas, that's not as bad. So I think that he needs to like close the country, basically, not like in terms of also making sure that people don't also go out like groove. Mm. I think at the moment it, it shouldn't really be a priority. And I do understand that the... The industry needs to make money, but it's equally as important to protect their lives because, for example, there's one that people went to and almost, you know, a lot of people tested positive. So that means that it's getting harder and harder for us to actually curb the increasing numbers of COVID if people are still allowed to go to such social spaces where they don't even wear their mask, where they don't sanitize, where they don't really care about anything at that moment but just to have fun mm. and, and a, a yeah. gathering that was cancelled lately the rage festival uh, mm. that was cancelled on on thursday after uh, there were about 34 cases of covid uh, recorded there um yes and that also a lot of the matriculants are really unhappy about that because that's the one thing that they, they were all looking forward to um so it's a thing where now the cancellation even when they're trying to explain it it's to protect people's, you know, health and to make sure that everyone is safe because that event is usually very full and it also runs the, the risk of, of, of um, you know, um, also affecting the increasing numbers of COVID. So I do think that it was a perfect decision to actually decide to cancel because a lot of events have been cancelled for, like, the past week and I think in the upcoming weeks as well, a lot of people are cancelling their events. And I mean, we understand it's been a tough year. Matric uh, is a, a tough year as it is normally and then exacerbated with everything that's been going on. These young uh, boys and girls must have wanted some celebratory thing at the end of the year. I mean, to have made it through this far. But we do understand their frustration. But at the same time, you know, we are living in different times. There are other ways that they can celebrate that will be safe. That's true. And also, even if they wait maybe a couple of months from now or even 
later in the month, I'm sure things will get better so they can still have that celebration. Yeah, and almost all schools said to, that were meant to attend the Plettenberg uh, Rage or the Rage Festival that's held in Plettenberg Bay and Balito. But in the Plettenberg Bay one, all almost all the schools had uh, positive cases, so it was the right thing to cancel it there. Mm. Do you that's think... True. Yeah. Do you think because also the different uh, provinces in the country are recording different cases, Gauteng has a majority of new cases of Omicron, uh, followed by the Western Cape and uh, KwaZulu-Natal. They've accounted for 6% each, while Gauteng has a whopping 71%. Do you think then that uh, uh, provinces should also be treated differently when it comes to the new lockdown registra- uh, restrictions that we'll be hearing uh, from, from government? Yes. Yes, I do think that also paying like specific attention to these provinces and um, attending to matters in different ways is something that's important because it can't be that a country that records about 11,000 cases should be treated the same as a country that maybe records about like 10 cases a day. Um, so I do think that they should um, pay, also uh, you know take that into consideration because I think even when he has been making changes in the past. He, he, they do take that into consideration, whether would perhaps lock a province that has a lot of cases and then allow for other provinces who don't have that many cases to still be able to, you know, do their daily activities and not go on a stringent like lockdown. Mm. Finally, yeah. hashtag Peggy Kale, then he's been he's testified at the SAHRC commission that's looking into the July unrest that happened in the country. So what are the main things he was saying? Um, the main things that he was saying is that um, the police, the police, the industry had money to actually deal with the unrest. And even though um, Sitol and them were playing like police poverty and saying that there's no money to deal with the arrest, and he's now actually thinking, or he said that they might have orchestrated the whole unrest for their own, you know, malicious reasons. So I think that uh, the confession was important to some extent. So now we just have to see if something is going to be done um, to hold those people to account. So does this point to a lack of coordination then within the ministry? Uh, if the police minister is saying one thing and the national commissioner is saying another, the general also, mm-hmm. and then Kwasa Natal Premier saying their own story? Um, I think there is lack of uh, coordination, definitely. and um, But I also think that now, because they have to account for things, um, everyone is throwing anyone under, under the bus. So now it's just a mm-hmm. matter of not really knowing what is true and what is not because everyone is trying to save their own face. Um, but I think that now we just have to see if there's anything that they're going to do about it and if anyone is going to be held to account for it. Also, the finger being pointed at the uh, appointed or newly appointed acting head of crime intelligence, Feroz Khan, police minister Taylor, saying that he was signing things he was not supposed to be signing without the authority. Uh, also, that's the thing. When the fact that he also outed um, that particular person, it means that they would now have to investigate to see if it's really true or not. And if it is true, then he, the person needs to be held to account as well. So I think hence I'm saying that now it's just a matter of throwing everyone under the bus, but we would still need to do further investigations to make sure that everything is true. So, I mean, there's sophisticated sophistication, I guess, also in terms of technology for the organizers of these unrests. And how does that get uh, tackled? 
Um, I think that now it's just also a matter of tackling it like in a way where we directly, um, you know, speak to the people who are now, you know, suspects, the people who are now that he has declared that they've done those things. And I think that that sort of accountability is important because mm-hmm. the unrest was a lot. It affected so many people. And I think that it was also unwarranted. Like, why would you want to orchestrate something like that? So I do think that they need to be held to account if everything that um, Digital is saying is true. Yeah, and if he's saying there weren't any budget constraints, then, you know, that should have uh, been something that we look at, as you say, for for sure. Uh, And moving forward, I guess there's so many lessons to take from this, and we only hope that they will note those lessons as they should be, uh, as they should be noted. Your plans for this week, Atli? Are you traveling again? You're such a jet setter. Uh, No. No, no, I really needed to recharge. Now I'm working throughout December, so there's no way out. Okay, we'll be... Oh, we have to rest. Yes. We'll both be in Joburg, uh, and at least the, <laughs> the roads are going to be clear when everyone's gone home. If Well, we'll hear what the uh, National Command Council tells us in terms of travel, uh, but it's always nice uh, during this time, December, to work. I, I also prefer to work. That's just same thing. Okay, let's leave it there and have a, a happy Monday. Thank you so much. Same to you, Sandra. Thanks. Atlekhang is social commentator, discussing what's happened in social media in the last 72 hours in our trending topics. Let's hear more in terms of uh, what you have uh, to say.